Hi everyone, my name is Iris and I'm a first year student of the Bachelor in International Land and Water Management at Wageningen University. Today I will show you around the Dijkgraafse landen in Wageningen. This is an area that I researched the past four weeks and I got to know a lot more about the area because of it. This podcast is made with the accompanying peak door in mind, so if you want the full experience of my research area, I advise you to do the peak tour as well. You will have the best experience if you listen to this podcast before or during the tour. In this way, you will get the opportunity to explore the area yourself. I would like to share my experiences and my results with you, so let's go! The Dijkgraafse Lande is an old Dutch name for the area that I will talk about today. It lies northwest of Wageningen, up until the river De Grift, that is on the border with the province of Utrecht. The area consists of agricultural grasslands, a nature area called Binnenveldse Ooilanden, the Wageningen University campus, and a residential area named Noordwest. The area is low compared with its higher surroundings. This originated during the last ice age when the ice pushed the soil upwards and created the Utrechtse Heuvelrug and the Veluwe. When the ice melted, there was a valley left behind, which is now the Gelderse Vallei. This is where my area is located. It is a place where upward seepage occurs. This means that water that infiltrated in the higher areas flows through groundwater towards the valley and it causes high groundwater levels, even up to a ground level. This is something where everyone in the area should adapt to. The water management is organized by the water boards Vallei and Veluwe. They are responsible for the water-related issues in the area. They try to keep different stakeholders happy by controlling the water levels. They do this by using pumps, weirs and sluices. They provide clean and sufficient water as well as safety for water. Other stakeholders in the area include farmers, nature conservers, residents of Wageningen, Wageningen University, and the municipality Wageningen. Right now, you are in front of the Forum Building at Wageningen Campus. For the ones listening from home, the Forum Building is impressive. It looks like a square and it's 17 meters by 17 meters wide and 40 meters high. With the high, with the high groundwater level in mind, you may wonder, how did they manage to build the campus here? Well, I was thinking exactly the same. Before the campus and houses were built, these fields were used for agriculture. There were mostly trees grown here. Now that there are buildings, there is a lot more pavement. This results in that there is a less infiltration of rainwater and there is more pressure on the soil. Because of the groundwater levels, there were a few adaptations to be made in this area. The groundwater level fluctuates between 0.4 meters below ground level at highest and 1.20 meters at lowest. Therefore, the buildings on campus have a floor level of at least 20 centimeters above ground level. While building the Forum building, there has been a drainage system installed to prevent flooding in the kitchen, which is based in the basement. There are waterways near Forum at 1 meter below ground level that help drain the water towards the artificial ponds. The waterways and the ponds are connected by a culvert. At the loca location of the Atlas building, the ground level was heightened so there was no need for such a drainage system. In the Orion building, however, 
there was afterwards need for drainage. The groundwater caused trouble in the bicycle shed in the basement because groundwater entered via the air ventilation. The company Drain Solutions had to put a drainage system in place with the flap so the water could not enter from the outside anymore. This is a perfect example of how even a relatively new building such as Orion can encounter problems after construction is done. The more further to the northwest you go, the more green surroundings you will see. You have arrived at the agricultural part of my research area. The farmers want a water level of about 40 cm below ground level. This is wet enough to provide water for their grasslands and dry enough for, the, to be, for them to be able to work the land with heavy machinery and also not kill the crops by overwatering. Most of the farmers in this area grow grass for their cows. There is also some maize cultivation, but not much. Grass can have a higher groundwater level than some other crops, which is why in this area farmers are mostly focused on grass. However, there is a difference between farmers in this area. I spoke to multiple farmers and one of them is very progressive. This is a biological farm, which means they don't use pesticides on their land and they don't mow their grass as often as conventional farmers do. This increases biodiversity and the fields can be a safe haven for meadowbirds. On top of that, the soil becomes more resilient. In the dry periods, it can hold water much longer than the other grasslands. The farmer told me that in the dry period of last year, his grass stayed greener for much longer than the grasslands of non-biological farms. Another advantage the farmer mentioned to me was that now every process has switched to biological farming, it costs him less labor. The cows graze in the grass, grass fields themselves, instead of the farmer having to mow and bring the grass to the cows. The downside is that they have less cows on the same amount of land and the cows produce less milk. Only after two years of switching to biological farming, the farmer can call his milk biological and ask the accompanying price. This means that a farm needs to be financially very strong to be able to handle a switch from conventional to biological farming. I hope in the future this can change by means of better regulations or subsidies. Now that you have cycled through the farmlands, you can start to see the Binnenveldse Hoylanden, all the way on the west side of Gelderland. For the nature area Binnenveldse Hoylanden, a water level of 40 cm below ground level is not enough. Staatsbosbeheer, Foundation Mooi Binnenveld and Cooperation Binnenveldse Hoylanden work together to create more biodiversity in this area. They want to bring back this area to its original state that it was before reclamation and intense cultivation of the land. They started this by excavating the phosphor-rich top layer so the field became lower and nutrient-poor. The soil that was excavated was put onto the agricultural lands to make them higher, so the groundwater does not bother them as much. Now that the field is lower, the groundwater level is also relatively higher. At many parts, the groundwater reaches the surface. This is very good for the biodiversity, but also for a, for a unique soil type. This soil type is a floating mat of peat, trilfeen in Dutch. This soil bounces when you walk over it, because the top layer of plants and plant remains float on water. 
This soil type requires a constant high groundwater level, which is why in most places in the Netherlands, but also in Europe, there is no trilfijn anymore. To keep this area free of nutritious water from the farmlands, there are separate water canals for the agricultural water to keep the nature area clean and nutrient poor. The last stop is the residential area northwest, next to the campus on the west side. In the residential area, the surface water is drained the same as before 1980, gradually by using ditches and the natural decline in northwest direction. So back in the direction of the Binnenveldse This is by the way the logical way of water, because the campus area in the east is the highest point, with about 10.5 meters above NAP, and the Binnenveldse Hoorlanden in the west are the lowest, is the lowest point, with 5 meters relative to NAP. It is important for the existence of this area to keep communicating between the different stakeholders and also keep an eye on the development of the groundwater levels. This is the end of my podcast. I hope you learned something and maybe look at the Dijkgraafse landen or other areas from a new perspective. Thank you for listening.